0: Okay, thanks for joining us again on the Salt Lake Board of Realtors podcast. This will be part two of the great discussion we started uh, previously in episode 26. So we're going to pick up right where we left off. Alicia Holdaway, your 2020 Board President.
1: Hi, everybody. Curtis Bullock, CEO for the Salt Lake Board of Realtors. Hello, everyone. Rob Oakey, the
2: Treasurer for the Salt Lake Board of Realtors. Hi, I am Steve Perry, the Second Vice President for the Salt Lake Board Executive Committee.
3: Hi, everyone. This is Don Stevens, one of your Salt Lake Board of Realtors Directors as well as a Regional Vice President with the Residential Real Estate Council, formerly known as VRS. Hi guys, Carly Webb, Salt Lake Board of Directors.
2: Matt Ulrich, I am the incoming
4: Vice President of the Salt Lake Board of Realtors on the Executive Committee, President-elect for 2021.
0: You know, when you talk about the volunteerism um, of everybody on this call and, and around the Board of Directors and on all of our committees, You know, we have several committees that, uh, with the goal of helping realtors stay engaged and and educated and networking and all the things, um, you know, to any of you board of directors, um, why, what is your intention? Why do you serve? Why do you give up time in your schedule? Um, We don't get paid hourly, whether on the board or for the work we do for our clients. So our time is extremely valuable and um you know why do you why do you serve
3: i can speak to that um so when i first ran for the solid board of position i was under the impression that this was the good old boys group and that this was a yes sir corporation and that everything Mm -hmm. was um in that board just said yes let's pass it through and, and make it happen and being a pretty lively vocalist and having a fairly strong opinion, I'm like, i am going to change that. <laughs> so that is the reason why I ran for the board of directors position is to have a voice and have an opinion. What I discovered is that all of us have an opinion and not all of us agree. And some of those discussions get very lively. And I love the fact that we have such diversity on the board. We have young, we have old, we have brokers, we have agents in the trenches and we are really, truly representing the members in the best of our capacity to take on current topics, to take on things that are really relative in the world today that affect your business. And we want you to do better, because we want to do better, and that's why we're there. So I was really shocked at that. Um, Another interesting fact, and I'll, I'll touch on it very briefly, um, being the regional vice president with the Residential real estate council, I've had the opportunity to serve on six different, um, states. So I was privy to what the associations charge those states. I am shocked that we are running as a Salt Lake board of, of realtors at 895. with the breakdown that we have basically it's $300 that the Salt Lake board is charging our members. That is 82 cents a day. If you do it on a monthly comparison, monthly, that's $25 a month because we all base our closings on how many closings we have a month. We're, we're running on $25 a month. That, that's amazing to me because comparatively speaking, it's not that way in other associations throughout the nation. So kudos to the Salt Lake Board for keeping it um, very cost effective and running a lean machine.
0: You know you you bring up a really good point i want to table it for one second because i want to hear from um, steve and, and you know somebody else as well but you bring up a really good point in terms of you know you have a unique perspective to having seen other associations from across the country um curtis and and um i as well as we travel with nar you know seeing how other boards do things there's a unique perspective that you don't get until you're in leadership that just really are quite eye-opening. So I wanna table the do's for a second. We're gonna circle back around to that. Steve, why do you serve? You went as far as to serving your community of Kearns when you lived there, so far as to incorporating <laughs> um, uh, an entire town, right? And, and so you obviously have a server's heart, why?
2: Somebody's gotta do it. It's gotta be done right. <laughs> so, that's been my mentality. Um, you know, one of the things that we do that we haven't mentioned yet, I want to bring up is that we also get the opportunity to serve on the board of directors for the UAR. And we get opportunities to serve in the legislative committee where, um, it, where we make a difference in home ownership and property ownership rights. And that's why we do it all for serving our cities. It's all about serving the people and helping to make everybody's quality of life better is what it comes down to. And everything that we've we've done on the board goes towards that. Everything we do on UAR, um, all the different committees and different things that we serve um, in that capacity all goes towards that for our whole state. And being on uh, the UAR board of directors really... Brings people together from the whole state, and I thought that was so cool because the competitor hat is gone, and you're meeting all these great people from all areas of the state of Utah, and we all have the same goal in mind, and that's protecting home ownership, property rights, and things like that. So, and it's really cool watching the legislative uh, team work because they are the best lobbyist team in the state. I really believe it. We have the strongest lobbyists um, out there working on behalf of not just our industry, we're working on behalf of all that want the American dream to own a home and people don't understand that. And they might not get that, but it's behind the scenes stuff that really makes a difference in, in what we do.
0: Yeah. On that point, I would encourage our listeners to go back to a podcast that we did specifically about our, our pack dollars and the impact that, that, you know, those dollars make and why Like I said at the beginning, if you've ever wondered why you pay to be part of an association, um, state, local, and national, and why you're encouraged to uh, invest your dollars in RPAC, it's playing out in front of you right now. I admittedly am not a huge NAR fan in some ways, um, just in the clunkiness and, and things of that nature in the past. And yet, I have to give NAR incredible kudos in how they have represented every single 1.4 million members and homeownership in general. Like you just said, Steve, um, every homeowner in America has thanks to give to NAR right now. So,
4: well, if anybody ever had a question about RPAC and why they should invest, if they've paid attention at all in the last two years, last year, especially this last year of having to deal with on the legislative side of transfer taxes and, and where those <laughs> RPAC dollars go to help protect property rights and our, our way of life and our career that should solve, I mean, that should answer their question on what's being done and what's being spent. So yeah. RPAC yeah. is is definitely a necessity
1: and it helps us all if we want to maintain this industry Rob, and maybe just in addition to not only our just being a member of the board mm-hmm. like alicia you said at the beginning we have been we've been a board i think we're the longest standing board 100 years since 1914 or 17 around that time and one of the largest boards in the country if not the largest um I, i've wondered what if we woke up one day and the board did not exist, and our orderly system of the free transfer and exchange of real estate, the way we do it, didn't exist. Well, maybe you wouldn't feel the impact that day, but in a year or two, it would probably become chaos and become the Wild West. We don't have a sales tax on service services. We don't have a transfer tax. We, we barely don't have a transfer tax. That was on the table last year.
0: Or support um, tax on service. That's a barely <clears throat>
1: Right. That was a barely as well. And, and, um, so, and and the MLS, the the MLS in my view, as I've looked at it for 17 years is probably, I, I would put it in one of the top five greatest business inventions of all time, a system where you can have agents cooperate with one another and incentivize each other to show properties and share fees is a, is a brilliant system. And it, and it's, and there's a lot, some people in the country don't, that don't like it and it's under attack. And so we, we promote it and we promote the, the orderly transfer of real estate and, and, and I'll work as hard as I can, as long as I am here to, to defend that way of, of doing business.
0: Yeah no I that's a that's a, a great point. I think that um, understanding the importance like you said of the association in general if for no other reason than the organized matter in which we're able to operate um, something that you know comes as part of this whole process of having an association is the code of ethics. And you know that's really what sets um, um realtors apart. And we're going to actually start a new podcast series about the code of ethics and dive in to each one of those articles. But the executive committee had the opportunity to um, hear, uh, act as an appeal um, panel yesterday. And I'm just constantly reminded of if you know, again, due process and just an organized fashion to cooperate with different members and di- um, different other competitors and being held to a higher standard. And you know, who 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 would man that, right? Um, who would help us organize uh, the way we cooperate with each other if we didn't have an association? So, super important. Um, so let's circle back around to dues. Uh, Don alluded to the kind of the breakdown I think most members have in their mind the 895 number kind of this magic number of we know it's coming every July it's it's uh, you know a very small in the grand scheme of things under a thousand dollars to operate a business that is able to provide a lifestyle like real estate does um, is is pretty minimal however It's done at once, right? All three associations are paid in one lump sum every July. So let's talk about the breakdown of that 895, Curtis, and how much goes to the Salt Lake Board, how much goes to the UAR, and how much goes to NAR.
1: Sure, it's a a great question. I think a lot of our members aren't familiar with this, and and it is on the dues breakdown when you go in and pay your dues. But let me just kind of break down how this works, and Don alluded to it a little bit. Um, it is eight ninety five a year, and dues did increase last year. They hadn't been increased for ten years, even though our membership had increased. But it had been ten years that the board hadn't increased. Um, but this year, no increase in dues. Some people think they increase every year. That is not the case. They don't. Um, but of the eight hundred ninety five, five hundred dollars of it goes to the Salt Lake Board of Realtors, and as Don said, of that five hundred, we operate on three hundred. Because 200 of the 500 is a straight pass-through that goes to our, our key vendor for the key lease fees, Supra. We all know about that, and we use that system. And I've often thought, what if we didn't have the key system, total chaos, if we didn't have the key box system and an orderly way of showing properties? So we, we are running our, our company here on just under $300 per member. The other portion, is, as Don mentioned, 185, quite small, goes to the NAR, and then 210 goes to the UAR. So it's not as though 895 goes into the bank account of the Salt Lake Board of Realtors. It's 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 a lot less. It's 300, and with that 300, we are extremely fiscally conservative, extremely lean, very cognizant of where our dues dollars go. Um, our budgeting process is very strict we have uh, an audit every single year we have Tanner LLC come through and camp out in our office for a week and review all of our numbers all of our financials and I love that it helps me sleep better at night knowing that our financials are in good order and we're going to continue to do that so that's just Curtis, a it's, breakdown. Yeah,
4: I was going to say it's pointed, Tanner is a third. It's a third party uh, company yeah. that's coming in. It's not. They're not employed by. I mean, they're not staffed by the salary board. That is a third party company that comes in and does their own audit that yeah. we've asked to do.
1: They're they're completely independent. I don't even know. I don't even know them. They're they're independent uh, accountants, and this is what they do for a living. And our, our team cooperates with them and, and furnishes all the documents, receipts, everything that every penny that's been spent They go through and review and make sure it's it's protected and, and done properly.
0: And as president, I can um, tell you that they individ- as act, current acting president, um, they reach out to me directly and, you know, ask some questions about do you have any cause for concern? Do you see any um, you know, mishandling of, of funds, anything you'd like us to look into. Um, and then in addition to that, you know, Rob is our treasurer. We, uh, we go through the finances with our board of directors every single month. And we're constant every single month. We have questions about different line items and, oh, wait, this looks interesting or tell me more about this. Even though the board is run incredibly, well in terms of a fiscally sound manner (laughs) Curtis is a conservative guy by nature and runs a really you know tight conservative financial ship Um, still every single month it one or two or three board members will ask questions about line items which I so appreciate there is not a month that goes by where we go okay sweet moving on it just doesn't happen. So the transparency and looking at those things uh, line by line each month is, for me, I think, uh, incredibly important.
1: Yeah, let me just say one quick thing, and then, Don, you're raising your hand. But, you know, we moved into this building, I think it was in 2006, 2007, and it's owned by three separate entities, the Salt Lake Border Realtors, the MLS, and the UAR. This building is nearly 100% paid off. It will be, I, I would suspect in about a year's time, which is amazing. Our board has been so fiscally um, conservative and prudent in making prepayments, the maximum allowed that we've been able to do on our loan, to a point where we have tenants paying for us to be in the building, and to a point where this asset, which is front and center along the I-15, and by the way, we're getting a bigger realtor R on the side of the building and better lighting pretty soon, it just just an amazing asset and it really stands for what we stand for as realtors and that is property ownership so i love it it's i think well kuda i
4: mean curtis i think it's also wise to bring up kudos to the board of directors at the time when they decided to move out of the one building that was up on 33rd and to build this at the time it took a lot of flack um because they were people were thinking that they're spending all this money for something that we don't know. But when you think about it, we're realtors. We are, we, we have an industry. We based our livelihood on buying and selling real estate. And so when the board of directors back then decided that we were going to move out of that lease space and build our own space. And now by doing so, the building is almost paid for free and clear and is able to make sound decisions. I mean, that's what, that's what we are as agents and brokers are instructing our clients to do. So why wouldn't we do the same thing? So I, I appreciate the board of directors back then that took that decision, because it was wise.
3: I also want to reflect on the fact that within this budget, our marketing campaign has increased tenfold, and that is, it has been amazing. I'm sure a lot of uh, our listeners have seen the buses that have been out there, the billboards that have been out there. When the jazz were playing, we were actually in the arena. We have made a conscious effort to make the board of realtors or the realtor logo more recognizable and, um, and top of mind. Um, Which I think is fantastic and we did it without going over budget We stuck within the budget and we didn't have to do anything extra for it I also want to remind everybody that out of this money We do not get paid as directors. We are volunteers for these positions We do not get paid a cent and we spend a lot of time meeting and discussing the topics that are are timely for you know the members
0: Yeah I appreciate that. Um, I, the marketing campaign is another um, really important item that, um, you know, when we look at what, how do, how does the board best advocate for its members? Because at the end of the day, that's our role. Um, and, you know, marketing is the world that we live in today. And what type of marketing efforts and um, our team has um, really, um it's really um there's so many marketing platforms right there's so many different ways we can get to membership and we have like we talked about before a very diverse membership and so reaching as many different viewers not just our members but the members of the public promoting the value of realtors so i think it's um you know if people really understood just the time and effort and the dollars, their dollars, from dues that goes into promoting them to their clients and their potential clients, reminding members of the public of the value of using a professional, um, it's really important. So good point. Um, okay, so I, I do wanna breach a little bit the topic of just the reality of where we are as of what's today, May 20th. Um, in in the fact that we're living in a worldwide pandemic um you know utah has been looked at from across across the country as somewhat of a shining star in how we've responded to the whole government the the whole pandemic and one of the reasons that um realtors as self-employed contract or independent contractors have been considered In the CARES Act and as potential recipients of the PPP, PPU, all those um, programs that have given government assistance is because of NAR. And then on a local level, um, our government affairs, you know, Marcus, Matt, um, Mike Ostermiller. Chris Kyler, our lobbyists, all of those people have gone to extreme effort to keep realtors considered in unemployment benefits, uh, insurance benefits, the different CARES Act uh, benefits, things of that nature. So, I think it's important to understand. You know, we recognize that not every member has um, been hit the same. You know, I mentioned on a previous episode that while we're all weathering the same storm, we're all in different boats. And at the board, we don't, we're not naive to that. We recognize that every member has a different experience going through this pandemic and it's impacted everybody differently. So, um, you know, we've had some questions, we've had lots of discussion in our board meetings as to, you know, what do do's look like this year? You have a, every business in America right now is asking questions about how they stay afloat how they pay their employees, how they continue to provide the service that they provide or product that they provide while having empathy for their clients and customers. It's, it's almost an impossible dichotomy of how you do both, right? Um, and every business in America is having being faced with it. Maybe not Amazon, maybe, yeah, maybe <laughs> not that, or Costco, but besides that. Um, and we're not unique to that. And, you know, I think it's important to be said that we have real-life human beings (laughs) running this organization and um, human beings that have hearts, right? And um, so we've had lots of discussions in our board meetings about dues and what that looks like because it just so happens that they're coming up. Um, like they do every July <laughs> um, and so I, I do want it to be said that we recognize that that's that may be a challenge for some of our members and we're not naive to that um, we've also recognized that we still have to run a business um, we have to run the association so that those 9200 members still have the benefit of the association Um, and, uh, so we're, you know, we're learning as we go here, we're making decisions the best as we can to make sure that we serve those members. Um, and we're gonna have individual discussions, I'm sure, you know, but I just would encourage our members that if you are somebody who's, um, looking at the dues that are upcoming and struggling with the, the idea of, of having to pay those, um, I would really encourage you to reach out to your broker have a really good heart-to-heart conversation about what options may be in front of you, what benefits you may have from a CARES Act perspective that we fought so hard to get, you know, for our members. Um, And then let's have a conversation. So just know that we see you, we hear you. We're not naive to the fact that our members, um, some of our members are struggling more than others. And we care about every individual. We still have to run a company. We still have to run the board and make sure that we continue to, this is a little bit out of the context of this conversation, but I foresee a huge pent-up demand in our in our marketplace. We're already starting to feel it. I mean, hello, have you seen the roads or any sort of business that has reopened? The lines, um, our numbers are under contract numbers. If you're watching the stats on the the uh, MLS, are going crazy. We have some pent-up demand and a lot of business that's going to be happening for the remaining two quarters of this year. We cannot lose sight of the bigger picture as a board in representing our members and continuing forward. So I don't know if anybody else has anything to add to that, but I just want everybody to know that we see you and we hear you and we also need to run our association.
1: I'll just interject one one thought, Alicia. It's so true. We're very sensitive to what's going on with everybody right now but we do need to move forward. Um, if this pandemic comes back, who knows what will happen? If there's ever been a time for us to have an organized and collective voice, um, it would be right now and going forward, not only with the pandemic, but any threat that comes to our industry, being, being organized as an association is crucial. And I think um, now it is more important than ever to consider your membership and recognize The value in that membership so and we appreciate and love all of our members and and hope they're doing well and and i should say that the you mentioned the pandemic unemployment assistance that was part of the stimulus program i don't know if ever there's been a time where independent contractors can apply for unemployment assistance and and that's still open and available through the department of workforce services so if you haven't looked into that everybody's probably been inundated with all the facebook posts and different things that that, that I've put on our member page, but um, check into that because there's funds available for that.